You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow me on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. At Ethos Pelicans is the show. If you've got time, go and check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, there's plenty of different spots you can find us, uh, nothing but net radio as well, and uh, if you can rate and review us on there, that would be fantastic as well, it helps us grow, particularly if it's kind, uh, if it's not, then keep those opinions to yourself, because we don't like a gossip. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different than the last, I don't know, few episodes where we've been doing the post-games, purely post-games, uh, this is the end of the season, Uh the Pelicans complete the 82 games uh, with a defeat to the uh, Golden State Warriors, coming off the second night of a back-to-back against a tough loss against the Memphis Grizzlies as well. Now, didn't really have any implications as to our standing because San Antonio's lost to the Warriors, which meant that we secured the ninth spot and host the play-in game on Wednesday night, so tune into that. That's going to be the biggest game that the Pels have played for a very long time. And obviously, it's the first postseason action that we've had for a for a very long time. Now, as I alluded to, this is going to be a bit different. We're going to do our season review. Uh, we'll quickly talk about the two games that we had, but uh, I'm not going to go into a deep dive like we typically do. Uh, basically, the two scores were... It was a thrashing against the, uh, the Grizzlies. They came out against us uh, and slapped us from go to woe. Uh, it was really impressive for them, and they showed why they're a top three seed in the West. Uh, 141 to 114. Um, we can unpack it all you want, but it's in the past. makes no difference to us now. Uh, we then came out against the Warriors in the second night, final home game of the season, uh, and the Smoothie King Center looked absolutely packed out. 128 to 107 behind 41 from Clay Thompson. But we did see the other guys step up for our team. Uh, we rested. Brandon was out with hamstring tightness. Devontae was out. Jonas was out. Herb Jones was out. 
and uh, CJ played about five or six minutes. He he didn't really play much at all, uh, only in the first quarter, and gave a helpful tweet beforehand not to put him in his in your parlays because he wasn't going to be hardly playing. Uh, he played five minutes and 33, didn't score. He lit a few uh, threes up, but they were a bit flat, and then he went and had a rest and got to chat with everyone else. We also only got 16 minutes from Jackson Hayes. Uh, it was really good to see that we just went deep into the bench and gave everyone else a run uh, to close off the season. And everyone had a crack. We just were undermanned, and uh, the, the Warriors got it done. It was a must-win for them to secure that third spot in uh, in the West. So uh, that then um, helped them out. And I suppose that uh, was it was probably fair since they beat the, War- uh, the Spurs for us and allowed us to keep the ninth spot because we had a couple of tough games. And uh, by them getting it done, that meant that... Um, we now just have to worry about the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday to secure that uh, second chance game against the loser of the 7-8 seed being um, the loser of the Clippers and Timberwolves, which is on Wednesday or Tuesday night. So we'll be watching that with bated breath and, and hopefully we, uh, we can pull out a win against the Spurs and then a, a subsequent win against the loser of the other two, and I can't predict who they're going to be because they've both been pretty close this year and both getting healthy at the right time of year uh, with Paul George returning, and we saw what he did to us. So uh, I look forward to seeing what they can do, and hopefully they beat each other up hard enough that they're a bit undermanned when they play us, but who knows? We'll see what happens. So what we're going to do today, as I said, we're going to do a bit of a season review. So I've broken it up into two lots of top tens, basically. Uh, there's the, uh, the the 2022 top 10 moments, uh, or critical key moments, and then the top 10 in-game moments uh, from the season, which are memorable. I've, I've found some little sound bites as well that we'll add in, and, and hopefully that um, adds to the experience, because I know while we can't see it, because this is audio only, we, um, we can imagine and remember and trigger those fond memories from uh, the great calls that we had throughout the season, and uh, this really was a season that was different. It defined a new era in Pelicans basketball. I think after the last two years being a bit, or even longer, you know, being a bit up and down, uh, there was that the struggles, the coaching carousel. We settled on Willie Green. 22nd of July, 2021, Willie Green was announced as the head coach um, while he was in the middle of coaching being an assistant coach for the Phoenix Suns in their finals run. Uh, he was brought on after yeah being with the Suns and then previously before that playing with the War- oh, uh, coaching with the Warriors, winning a couple of championships there after a successful career himself uh, as a player. Now Willie Green was brought in as a younger, calming presence, um, really chalk and cheese compared to Stan Van Gundy, who was the old school abrasive. Uh, three-hour practice type coach uh, who was his way or the highway and Willie Green came in not so much with a softer touch but with a different approach. He was calm, he was welcoming, he was a player's coach, he wanted to build relationships with the guys and it was really impressive. His, His resume, him coming in and his recommendations from everyone were just glowing and what we saw was that in spades, he came in, didn't start the best to his coaching career, 1-12, 3-16 as we know, but was never once flustered, never once let uh, 
that frustration boil over. He kept a locker room intact despite there being absolutely no reason that they should have kept that buy-in and he was just fantastic. So, big moment. Key date, 22 July 2021 and what a signing he has been, honestly, to even be mentioned in these Coach of the Year, uh, whether it's just locally or, or not, discussions were just unbelievable. His turnaround from starting that badly to then reaching the ninth spot to really be a, a dark horse to make the playoffs. It, it, I'm not at all scared about these two games. I, I'm I'm praying that uh, we can play that consistent, defensive-minded basketball that we, we do when we play our best. Getting easy buckets, getting out and running, and, and beating these Spurs, and then beating whoever the other ones are, and taking that eighth spot. I think we're good enough to do it. And I think we're, we're really clicking at the right time of year. And that all starts with Willie Green and what he and his coaching staff have managed to establish in terms of culture, in terms of buy-in, in terms of offensive uh, system, defensive system, defensive buy-in. It's just been fantastic. So Willie Green, absolute champion. Uh, and we look forward to having some real success with him um, in the coming years, if not uh, if not this year. Now, I'm going to get, cut to a little sound bite that you remember. It's from our first win of the season against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, listen in. This is after the game uh, when the guys came into the locker room. Yeah. I know, he don't like that one. from these guys uh, it, it takes me right back and you know sourcing all of these this audio and the like um it's just been it's been a real uh trip down memory lane i guess even though it's just this year it feels like forever ago that you know we were in the trenches uh battling out for that uh that elusive first win and uh to to have that moment where all the guys are in together yelling and giving willie green the the, the game ball from garrett temple and um doing it the right way, I mean, I think that sums up this season, is that the guys dug in and they did it the right way and it started with that coaching staff. And it was just one win and we didn't know when the next one was coming and there were talks that we, we didn't know when it was going to come and we were decimated by injuries and we couldn't string anything together and we hung tough and now we're in this situation. And I mean, there's been plenty more moments like that since then. But that was just the beginning. And, I mean, what a moment. What an absolute fantastic moment. So, next up was this rookie class. 
we took three, well, we took two rookies in the draft. Trey Murphy the third at pick 17 and Herb Jones pick 35 in the second round and then signed our, uh, Jose Alvarado to that two-way contract. We also had um, Dalton Homas at the start of the season. He then broke his leg and was uh, subsequently released from that contract uh, and he rehabbed, went back to the squadron and uh, was playing very well. But the three guys that stuck with the team, Herb, Trey, and Jose all became key contributors down the stretch. They were really big for this team and continue to be in this in this post uh, postseason run. To have three rookies that all contribute, it's unheard of. I I, I don't know when that was last a thing. It was very um, impressive drafting and scouting, and to get three key contributors from your rookies. Perhaps not the traditional one-and-done guys. They've all been in college uh, three, four years. And it showed the maturity, um, particularly now, was it was something that uh, was really impressive. And to find a, a hidden gem in, in particularly Herb Jones. Wow, at pick 35... For reference, his stats, I know we've heard him till the cows come home, but he was the 35th overall pick. He started 69 games, averaged 10.1 points, 3.8 rebounds, 2.2 assists. He had 130 total steals. He was 8th in the league in steals per game uh, with 1.8, uh, 39th in blocks. Uh, that's in the whole league. He was the number 3 for blocks for small forwards. So this is a rookie. He's now in the all-defensive conversation. Uh, all-defensive teams. He'd be the first rookie to be named to an all-defensive team since Tim Duncan. Let that sink in as a name to uh, that you may have heard of before. Uh, unbelievable. And he said himself in a post-game, he was asked about it after the Grizzlies game, they said, oh, what do you think um, about being named to that? And he said that would be insane. And it wasn't something that he was looking for. Uh, what an accomplishment, what an accolade that he could take. But... He, he never had that in front of his mind. I think when he was drafted, he was an Alabama guy. The intention was that he was going to go and play down in Birmingham, in Alabama. Instead, he becomes a key contributor, a starter for this team. And our defense lacks, was was woeful without him on. And uh, seeing his development, going from a purely defensive guy to a guy now who's worked so hard on his jump shot, three-pointers are hitting he can do a bit of everything, get to the rim. Uh, he is a fantastic player. Now, Trey Murphy, a completely different pathway. Uh, start of the season, um, well, in summer league, was just unreal. Played out of his mind. I thought, we have got the steal of the draft here with Trey Murphy. And he was showing a bit of everything. He could shoot the threes, athletic as anything. And came to the big league and, and lost his confidence a little bit. I think... Um, struggled to find his shot. The pace of the NBA may have caught him out a little bit, and he went through a bit of a a, a learning, um, a steep learning curve, and it took him a bit of time to find his feet. After a while, he dropped out of the rotation, and despite uh, there being veterans who were clearly underperforming ahead of him, uh, he he sat on the bench and and had to take his lumps, unfortunately. And uh, we, you could hear us all calling out for him and. He got sent down to uh, to the Birmingham squadron and just went absolutely ballistic. 
I think that was the biggest thing for his confidence is that he went down there, knew that he was getting 30 minutes and he could just ball out. He could just play basketball. He was hitting threes. He was dunking. He was bringing the ball up. He was creating, rebounding. And it did him a world of good because all of a sudden there was an injury. He got called back up and then had his best game and all of a sudden continued to grow. And we were seeing games he had over 20 points. He's, he's been absolutely fantastic since then and a key contributor. He got his first start uh, tonight against uh, the Warriors and, and he was great. I thought he was just really good all night. And all credit to him for sticking at it and backing himself in and, and knowing that your shot's coming and that taking that chance when it came. Now, the third rookie, Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado, the Paterton out-of-bounds baseline steal, uh, which is now um, a known entity. It's not a surprise anymore because the NBA got hold of it and put it up on the internet everywhere. So everyone knows about it now. Uh, but he is an absolute firecracker, the definition of hard work paying off, and all credit to him. Uh, he is leads all rookies in assist-to-turnover ratio. I think uh, player efficiency rating, I think he's right up there as well. Um, gets so many steals, knows how to run an off uh, an offense, is a hard defender, has an array of offensive skills, uh, which I think is a completely underrated part of his side, uh, of his capabilities. And um, yeah, it's just been great. And he was rewarded with that uh, four-year deal. So real credit to finding these rookies and, uh, and what they managed to put together. Now, number three, the CJ trade. 8 February 2022. It, it happened at midnight my time. I woke up and saw that the spaces was going off and I thought, well, hang on, better jump in there. And I did that podcast at 1.30 in the morning or something. It was unbelievable. Um, I think I sounded like it was <laughs> like that was. As we recall, we traded CJ McCollum, uh, Tony Snell and Lance, Larry Nance, pardon me, uh, to... The Pelicans for Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Sadoransky, and Diddy Lozada, as well as some draft picks. Um, what this meant was a real show that we wanted to get an all-star caliber player, a lead guard, a scoring guard uh, that needed a sea change. And I think he knew his time in Portland was up. Uh, there had been rumblings for years that uh, the, the backcourt of CJ and, and Dame were too small or, or weren't able to win and they ran it as far as they could. They, they decided to blow it up with Dame being injured all year and the Pelicans benefited. DJ saw the opportunity to come down, be a leader, join up with a very exciting young roster with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, stacked all the way down, Herb Jones. Um, and he said in his Player Tribune article that this is where he wanted to be and he paid it back in spades. He's Averaging career high in points. He's been absolutely fantastic. He shoots threes like a mad thing. He can create. And it really has made the team so much better having him. And these other acquisitions, Larry Nance, Tony Snell, both have been contributors throughout the season. And it's made the team really, really deep. And I don't know if we've ever had that sort of depth before. The downside of that was that we lost some guys that were big parts of the culture. Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, they were they were there when it was when it was bad, and to not see this, I'll be able to experience the success as part of the team. 
is disappointing because both of those guys were big parts of what they built here and um, it, it was uh, disappointing but again that's the business of basketball and it was bittersweet but it put the Pelicans in a position to be really really powerful down the stretch and, and perhaps a contender in years to come. Now something else that really overshadowed the season or was always lingering uh, throughout the season was the national media noise. This constant Zion Williamson slander, uh, him going to Portland is just outrageous. He didn't text CJ or call CJ when he got traded. He's overweight. He's not looking after himself. We need to relocate the team to Seattle. New Orleans is not a basketball city all year. All year, the national media disparaged New Orleans. They looked at the record, and they assumed that we were trash. They assumed that the team didn't have any fans, that no one wanted to go and watch it, and that Zion wanted out, and he wanted to go to New York, apparently, even though they were worse than us. He he didn't want to be here. That's why he left. Um, surprisingly, there was... No word about Kyra Lewis going to Atlanta to rehab. But anyway, we won't get into that. Um, But the team fought through it. It drowned the noise out. And every time it got called out or hit down or, or these ridiculous headlines came out, they fought back. And the city rallied around them and, and the community rallied around them. And the, Pel- the, the Pelican spaces that were this revelation where it was a bit of a therapy session and then it turned into a real uniting, almost community, where it was us against everyone else. It didn't matter where you were in the world. If you were a member of that Pelicans 12, you were you were in the hole with everyone else. You were fighting off everyone else. It was Kendrick Perkins got called in to one of the spaces because the fans called him out and said, what you're saying is just ludicrous. Defend your actions and let us convince you otherwise. And he had, and while he won't ever back down, we got him that day. And all credit to the guys for getting in there and, and really giving him a spray. Because what we proved is that this team is fantastic. We're not getting moved. And it is a basketball city. And I can't wait to see what the turnout's like for this play-in game. Now... I have touched on a little bit, but we need to be reminded of the 1-12 and 12 start. 3-16. and 16. And what that meant was that the guys dug in together. And that when they started being successful, they played together. They were their brothers. We hear these reports of even just recently in the LA road trip that every person that was on that trip rocked up to the team dinner. Everyone. And LA is a place where people like to go out and, and not spend time together necessarily and instead because everyone knows people there apparently that's what the famous people do and they all rocked up to this because they want to be together they want to spend time together they're all friends there's people calling each other brothers Billy Hernan Gomez speaks of these people like his family and when you have a work environment where everyone is so close that you treat each other like family well all that's going to do is lead to further successes because everyone's moving in the same direction. And while it was a tough start, and as a, as a fan, I remember just 
pulling my hair out, losing these close games and different guys getting different minutes. Well, we pulled it out and it, and it was, looking back, the best thing that happened to this team. Because what it built was a culture. It built, put a chip on the shoulder of all the players to know that no one's going to help us out of this. We have to help ourselves. And that's what they did. And you've got to be proud of this team. And I think that's what's built this great culture was that start in the mud and pulling each other out of it together. And I think togetherness is is number five on the list of, of top of moments. Um, and that was because of that poor start. Now, another key factor of this year was Brandon Ingram playing only 55 games. And in those games uh, that he missed, we went 7-20. and 20. Now, what that means is that he is our all-star. He is our NBA cal- all-NBA cal- caliber player. Averaged 22 points, five, well, nearly six rebounds, and nearly six uh, assists a game. And when he played, we're a better side. And a true MVP, most valuable player, is a, a, team, a player that impress, improves the team when they're playing. And Brandon Ingram did that. What we did see towards the end of the season is that CJ eased that burden. We weren't do or die without Brandon Ingram anymore. Won a few games with just CJ. But the calibre of Brandon Ingram and his contributions this year cannot be understated because he was absolutely our best player this year, our key contributor, our captain, our leader, and I look forward to seeing what he continues to develop into because he's just been absolutely outstanding this year. And despite the injuries he battled through, he was huge uh, all year and... um, you know, a testament to the guys for being able to hold out when he wasn't in there and clawing seven games without him. Uh, it was tough, but they managed to do that. So dealing with the injuries was really tough moment and, and again, showed that resilience with the team. Number seven, the broadcast team. Antonio Daniels, Joel Myers, Jen Hale, Aaron Hardigan, Aaron Summers, David Wesley... It was just fantastic. Honestly, we had such a fantastic broadcast. Um, honestly, to have people on the call who are teaching, who are invested in the team, who explain things as they happen, who aren't just going through the motions because it's a job, makes it entertaining. It makes it engaging for the, for the audience. I mean, I watched every game on Bally Sports that I could. Um, I have League Pass. You can't get Bally Sports app down here, I think, thankfully, from all reports. Um, But having Joel and AD taking us through the broadcast each and every game and having them so emotionally invested in the team as well really resonates with the viewer. It was actually upsetting when we didn't get Joel and AD. Like, honestly, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, I've got TNT. And today we had Kevin Harlan and, and um, Reggie Miller, and they were fine. But they weren't our guys. And there were moments in this game where it felt like we needed those guys just to explain what was going on, to teach us the different plays that were happening, the different offensive schemes, defensive schemes, 
the play of the game, the energy power plays. You miss all those little nuances that our broadcast uh, gives us. So um, all credit to them and what they have delivered. It was absolutely A-plus all year. And um, uh, we're really, really fortunate to have such quality people around the team teaching and um, leading us through each game. It was just fantastic. A moment, well, moment number eight, and I mean, these are in no particular order, I guess, but you can rank them at different things. Uh, no Zion. He averaged 27 and 7 on 61% shooting last year. We came into this season thinking we were just going to blow the lid off the season. We thought we were just going to go ballistic with BI and Zion. We were told on media day that Zion had a broken right foot, uh, his bone in his fifth metatarsal, which is his pinky toe. Uh, it was a stress fracture, and it came because he was working his absolute behind off in the off-season, and that's why we didn't see him all off-season, because he was hiding, because he was in a moon boot, getting his foot healed. Um, there was all this speculation at the start of the season that he was, well, we were told he was coming back for the regular season. Uh, Zion himself said he would be back for the start of the regular season. We didn't see him all year. Um, we then had this controversy around him all year as to where he was, what he was doing, why wasn't he able to exercise, why was he fat, all this other carry-on. And it was just this background noise that went all year. And all it did was solidify, I suppose, um, the fact that, well, firstly, the national media would just jump on anything that happens with these all-generational talents. The NBA doesn't want these all-NBA talents to be down in small markets. I want them in big markets uh, because it makes more money for them. And that's why ESPN and the like like to uh, do that sort of carry-on. Um, but what it also showed is that we were successful without him. You then add an all-NBA talent into your team next year whenever he decides to play, whether that's the play-in or otherwise. And oh my lord, good luck. Because there's not another team that's adding a player this good. Maybe the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. Besides that, I don't know. Who else is coming back? No one as dominant as Zion Williamson. You add that to this team of CJ, Brandon, Jax, well he'll probably go to the bench I guess, Herb Jones, Jonas... The list just goes on and on. And it's it's unreal to think that we didn't have him the whole year and we still got into this situation despite the terrible start with all the injuries. And we're going to add him next year? Lord, good luck. That's all I'm going to say. Now, number nine, the Pelicans committee. Playing together, winning together, playing with a chip on your shoulder and getting out of the mud. We sort of touched on this a bit earlier, but... As I've talked about for the majority of January, February, March, we win when we play together. Moving the ball, assisting, growing together, and honestly, the Pelicans committee is a real thing. The next man up mentality. Tonight, we saw all of these other guys who uh, weren't necessarily even rotational players, but they all came in and played their hearts out. And yeah, we didn't get the result. But everyone had a crack. And I can't say anyone didn't uh, play to the best of their abilities. Everyone came out and played well. 
We were just undermanned and Clay Thompson went ballistic. And that really has been the mentality of the whole year. And finally, the Pelicans 12. The Pels 12, uh, they managed to put together, well, this the Twitter page, these this fan base has just solidified this year. It's been unreal to see um, a fan base of a team that started 1-12, and 3-16, and 16, just dig in for a team in, an, in a non-basketball city of all places. And all of a sudden, you've got these people coming out of the woodwork from all over the world jumping on this team and saying, they play hard. No matter what happens, they play hard. And if that's not the definition of this city and this team is working hard, defying the odds, overcoming adversity. I mean, the Pelicans are everything that New Orleans stands for and, and what New Orleanians are. I've, I've interacted with enough of you and, and, and know what you people are like. It's just amazing to see and, and what this city stands for and, and what it's achieved and overcome in recent years or, just historically, I mean, this team is built for New Orleans and the people that are on this team understand what this team means to the city. And I think the Pels 12 has really highlighted that this is a basketball city and to see so many people turn out to these watch parties and the away games and come to the chalk talks and I'm jealous, I'm not there. I would be at all of these as well and you just see... This community is unreal. Honestly, it's just been fantastic. And all credit to the people putting that together and for digging in and and getting to know one another and building a community. Because, boy, oh boy, it's fun to be a part of. And I appreciate everyone else that's out there that's a part of this and wants to be a part. Join the the bandwagon. Jump on. It's fun. We're just going to be getting better. We know it. So, shout out to the Pills 12. Because I like being a part of it. And let's hope we can continue to grow into the future. So I'm going to take a break there. We'll thank the sponsors we like to do. Then we're going to come back and we're going to do a top 10 in-game moments from the season that was. So I'll be back in a second. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So if you get a chance, go and thank our sponsors. They keep the show free and live and all that sort of carry on. Uh, First up, mybookie.ag. If you need to go and do your gambling, go and do it online at mybookie.ag. Use the code ethos when you sign up. That'll give you 100% deposit match bonus, which we love to see. It's on the third page of the sign-up. Uh, you can do all of your gambling over there, your parlays, your prop bets, all of that sort of carry-on. There's some poker games and casino games over there as well. So check that out, mybookie.ag. In addition, if you need to have a shave, uh, manscaped.com is the place you should go and check out. Ethos20 at checkout will give you 20% off and free shipping Head over there, check it out. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the thing you need. They've also got the Weed Whacker and, I mean, all these different crazy names of different appliances you can get hold of. For all of your grooming needs, check it out. Manscaped.com ethos20 is the code. Check it out. And protect your identity online. ExpressVPN.com forward slash hoopball is the website to check out. That will give you a three extra month bonus on a 12-month subscription. 15 months for the price of 12. Oh my gosh, what more can you ask for? It's easy to use. One click, turn it on, and uh, you can use it to protect your identity online. Use it on Netflix, use it on League Pass, all that sort of carry-on. Um, expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball. And finally, our daily fantasy partner is thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ethos when you sign up. That will give you 100% deposit match bonus and two or four free game tickets. Can't get that with any other code. Ethos is the code. E-T-H-O-S over at thrivefantasy.com for all of your daily fantasy betting. Treat yourself. Tell them Lyle sent you. Now back to the regular programming. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. This is the season review episode. Uh, as I said before the break, we're going to do our top 10 in-game moments from 2022. Well, season 21-22. And we're going to kick it off with, I suppose, the royalty. The king is born. Kingram, Brandon Kingram. On the 11th of January, he played the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he hit a game winner, and a king was born. Let's listen in as to how that all unfolded on the broadcast. Got to get it in. It'll come into Valen Junis. Back to Ingram for the win. Yes! Three tenths of a second to play. You saw it. You saw it from here. Now you've got to. There's not enough time to get a shot on it. You see me in the background, my hand is in the air. 
<laughs> I knew it. Bingo. And a Kogi hesitated just a moment. Because you don't want to foul. The last thing you want to do is foul. Bang. Let's go home. Brandon Ingram, by the way, with the game winner, 33 points. He was only 6 of 7 for me on the arc tonight. That is I unbelievable. That. I love it. I love it. This is what stars do. This is what stars do. And he's back in his game, his rhythm. Tell him, Three. Josh. Tell him, Josh. Ah. Brandon Kingram. Yeah, this group needed it. I mean, how good was that? Oh, it takes you right back uh, with the play, the inbounds. Getting it to Brandon Ingram, the long three. Kingram, Brandon Kingram. I mean, enough said. Number two, Devontae Graham, half-court game winner. Well, three-quarters court, nearly full-court game winner against OKC on the 15th of December. 64 feet, arguably. After that game, we went 27-25. and 25. We were 8-21 at, at that point. And all, oh my Lord, he hit that. And we were away. How's this one? Listen. And the play. Is he going to get there? Got to follow. And they do. He fouled him. He fouled him. Garrett Temple tried to follow. 1.4 to play out of timeouts. Garrett Temple reached for him. Didn't get him. And gives Shea Gilgis Alexander credit as Devontae sends it. Oh! Gets it! Gets it! The game winner! Oh! in Oklahoma City. Just how you drew it up. After the Pels were shocked by Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Incredible. Absolutely unreal. Uh, I still get uh, shivers and tingles down my spine when I watch that footage. It's just absolutely unreal to see a guy uh, make that huge shot with by Shea Gilgis-Alexander and then you just hear the sound of defeat in... Um, Joel Myers' voice, and then, bang, and absolute elation. I, I remember sitting watching. I was watching it on delay, and um, it was just unreal. Honestly, so unreal. Seeing that, um, went absolutely ballistic in my house. Just about blew the roof off, and it really was um, just, yeah. <laughs> it was one of the best moments I've ever seen in a basketball game, honestly. So, next one up was Jonas Valanciunas. Clickety-clack for 39 points. 7 of 9 from 3 against the Clippers on the 30th of November. Um, I mean, unreal. Listen to this one. I enjoyed this one, actually. Josh is not going to help us much. He wants another. Does he? He no. gets another. Oh. 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 Absolute masterclass by Jonas that day. Uh, ended up with 39 points and was just unstoppable against the Clippers side that was just overwhelmed. I mean, he went ballistic. And he was the hot hand in the dice game that day. Uh, really fantastic uh, memory and uh, honestly just an awesome game from him. And we saw plenty of good ones, but that was probably his best this year. So next up is more one of the more recent ones. Um, 
It was against the Portland Trailblazers. We took them on the other day. And in the third quarter of that game, our defensive-minded defensive rookie, uh, who's been locking everyone up all year, whether that was LeBron James, Paul George, uh, who else has he done? Just about anyone else. He goes on the point guard. He goes on the center. He goes on everyone. Herb Jones. And we got to see a delicious, not on Herb, block into a transition layup against the Portland Trailblazers. As we know, in the second quarter, let's listen to this one. Dede's got a couple of triples. It's like every time down, Portland's playing against the shot clock as well. Keon Johnson blocked away by Herb. Herb, take it yourself. He will. Hey, Herb Jones. You know how hard it is not just to block somebody's jump shot, but to block it, pick it up, and go and lay that basketball in. Lord have mercy, Joe. This is so impressive. I am sorry. This is so impressive. It stopped Chauncey Billups in his tracks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're on their feet. Find the shot, push it coast to coast, and finish with your offhand. The absolute definition of what this guy stands for, not on Herb, was born at the start of the season. As we know, he fought his way into that starting lineup, and we never looked back. 69 games as a starter, as we said earlier on in this show. Wow. What an absolute game changer he has been. Locking everyone up, but most of all, locking up our hearts. Because Herb Jones has just been phenomenal. And that really capped it off. Uh, More recent than a lot of the other ones, but I did enjoy that. Next up, we have another guy. Another rookie. A guy who steals everything. He sneaks from over on the bench to yank the ball out of your hands and lay it back up. He's been termed GTA, Grand Theft Alvarado. Jose Alvarado, he went from bench hype man, two-way player, uh, spot minutes, garbage time, well, bargain time, we're going to call it minutes, down to Birmingham Squadron, dominated down there. Kyra Lewis has the... Difficult knee injury, horrific knee injury, really. And his number is called, and he never looks back. Here is one of the fun moments from Jose. Yes, I can shoot Alvarado against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Here's one that will trigger a few memories. And from there, an icon was born. Can he shoot? Yes, I can shoot. He sure can shoot, and with that, I mean, he was just unreal this year. And all credit to Jose for what he has managed to achieve, securing that four-year deal, as we know, and becoming a key rotational player and, and will be a big part of uh, locking up DeJounte Murray and co. against the Spurs in a couple of days. So looking forward to seeing that as well. Uh, next up, we have yet another Devontae Graham game winner. Uh, against the Jazz, we were really suffering by then. And, I mean, he had two game winners at about a week apart. But this was against the Jazz, and, yeah, not bad at all. Here's another one that I'm sure you will enjoy. Donovan Mitchell understands the assignment. He's going to run this shot clock down as far as he possibly can before he goes one-on-one or brings Rudy Gobert out for a pick-and-roll situation. Here goes Mitchell up against Turner. And did he walk? Jonas has it. And loose up. 
Now you got to go. Dot. It'll be Devontae for a win. Yes! Yes! A second left. 1.3 put on the clock. And a timeout. And a timeout indeed. I mean, winning that one was just... I mean, another one that we we're just ecstatic about. Devontae, while his shot's been up and down this year, he's had some wonderful moments for the team. And when we were down in the dumps, he was one of those guys that provided a couple of bright sparks. So I know recency bias gives us all of the different memories, but gosh, that was another one that was just unreal. You can hear the elation in the broadcast. And I remember sitting there watching that and going, woohoo, Devontae Graham. He, uh, he stole one from the Jazz and we looked like we were... We were in it all game, and we held on, and then you get a game like that, a game winner like that. It, it was just fantastic, and all credit to DG for that one. Now, one of the more emotional uh, moments of this year was the Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker post-trade courtside visit. Uh, the After the trade for CJ went down, Nikhil and... And um, Josh didn't have to report straight to the team. They were flying out the next day, and they decided to come and watch their brothers, uh, the Pelicans, in the, in their game against the Rockets. Emotional game. Uh, they sat courtside and, and watched on with their partners, and um, a really emotional, bittersweet moment. I've never seen that before. I don't think I'll ever see it again uh, with players sitting courtside after they were traded. But a, a lovely moment. And here's what Brandon Ingram had to say after that one. All right, everybody knows about the trade that went down. We're losing some of our favorites, gaining some new family members. After the game, everybody went and hugged Josh and Nikhil. What does that say about where this team is and how it truly has a bond? That's family. Um, on the court, off the court. Um, same way we are on the court, we are off the court. And um, he's, he's forever with us. Josh Hart, Nikhil, Sato, Didi, all those guys are forever with us. Um, Every single day they came in, worked. Uh, it was a good vibe around the gym every single day, around each other. Uh, we're definitely going to miss them. Um, but that's that's our organization, just taking everybody in and, and uh, treating them like a brother. And that family feeling resonates with all of us. It goes beyond just what those guys feel in the locker room. I think everyone has really dug in together and, and feel how close this team is. I mean, everyone that I've spoken to says the same thing. You know, these are brothers, and when it goes beyond just playing together and wanting to spend time together, it makes it really easy to cheer for, and um, yeah, I, it was some. Uh, it was a tough day for Brandon, you know, playing with Josh his whole career, and then having him traded, and, and Nikhil being there the whole time, and Sato and Diddy were all part of the locker room when we were doing it tough, and everyone had different moments at different times, and um, while it was beneficial for the team it was hard at the time we got the bittersweet uh quote and sentiment from Willie Green after the game and uh it was tough you could see the emotion and all credit to them for pulling out the win um but that pure raw emotion after the game of them hugging the guys uh, as soon as that siren went that was something that'll stick with us it was that was emotional and um hopefully we see some of those guys playing for Pelicans again in the future we, we don't know but Never say never, I guess. Um, next up, we have Trey Murphy with the posterizer on his teammate or ex-teammate, Wenyan Gabriel against the Lakers. 
Uh, he got a technical foul after this one. Let's have a listen to the broadcast as to how that one went. Trigger Trey, uh, instead of shooting, put the hammer on Wenyan Gabriel. Listen in. CJ will take it. Now you got to make him pay. Got to make the right decision. CJ on the run. Coming up short. Yeah, you like that. Trey Murphy. Well timed. And time out for Vogel. What do you got to take? Yeah. Wow. The emotions wow. of the game. Wow. Or should I say the restrictions of the game. And as we recall, there was that ridiculous tech foul called after he literally just looked in the direction of Wenyan. I mean could have been for concern because he literally just had his soul snatched but uh <laughs> unlucky for trey that then triggered one of his best games as a pelican uh he went absolutely ballistic after that a huge third quarter 21 points in that third quarter against the lakers and really solidified that victory it was one game left in that series as we know we went on and swept them but uh trigger trey was fantastic in all of those games against them now, I think finally, I think we'll leave it after this one, was Sideshow Jax, or Sideshow Lob, as he was, he was coined towards the end of the season. Uh, he did one of the greatest in-game dunks I've ever seen with an East Bay dunk between the legs against Houston. He always does the posters. He had the big one against Stephen Adams uh, yesterday against the Grizzlies, which was just unreal. But here's a clip of him... Uh, punishing the rim on his East Bay dunk. He makes it look easy. He's seven foot tall, but what we've seen from Jax this year, from being benched to all of a sudden realizing he's a power forward and he's turned into a three-point specialist and dunker, I mean, here's some audio of him just doing what he does best. Up to 16 points with his first triple of the game on his fourth attempt. Jose... That is still Showtime. Jackson Hayes. The confidence to pull that <laughs> off in the game. Between the legs. The confidence to pull that off in the game. Another steal for Jose Alvarado. That's his sixth steal of the game. Kick it ahead. Allow Jackson to get out and transition and do what he does best. <laughs> What an athlete Jackson Hayes is. We know exactly what he can do, and hopefully he can bring out some more against the Spurs and play that tall ball, which we've been loving seeing the two big guys on the court at the same time. But honestly, they're my top moments. Uh, you can put them in whatever order you want, but they were just some of the ones that really stuck with me and really highlighted the year that we had. What a fantastic year. Um, whatever happens in the play is all bonus from here, you know, it sounds corny and, and all of that sort of uh, stuff is easy to say now in the situation we're in. But when you're down in the dumps, and I know we've, we've harped on it all year, 1-12 start. But when you're in that hole and you dig out, those people that you did it with, they're with you. And they're with you for the long term. As Brandon Ingram said, that's family on and off the court. You know, and that's how, how the Pelicans 12 feels. We're all in this together, and win or lose on Wednesday, we're so excited to what the future holds because we're in a position to succeed. We're in a position with 25% chance to get another top four pick, which is just unbelievable from the Lakers. There's another chance that we end up with two top four picks because we hold on to our own. There's a percentage chance that that happens. 
So the future's bright. And we're in such a good position to be successful. Now, I think that's where we'll leave it. That's our season review. All in all, closing remarks. This season has been one of the most fun seasons in recent memory. And I think it goes beyond the play on the court. It goes to the community. It goes to the togetherness. It goes to uh, the marketing team. The squad has been a fantastic uh, addition to the TV, show, uh, to the uh, YouTube broadcast. Um, I've really enjoyed seeing the Birmingham Squadron now with the new branding uh, and being closer to the Pelicans. That's really been incorporated into it and being able to watch them and obviously speak to guys like um, like head coach Ryan Pannone. It was fantastic. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was great. They made the playoffs in their first season in Birmingham. And seeing these guys succeed and succeed together, it makes you feel proud. I don't know. Maybe it's a strange thing, but these guys are are doing what they have dreamt of doing as a job and they are enjoying it and having fun and the business of basketball isn't taking away from that. And to see these guys have fun playing basketball and smiling and joking around, that's what makes supporting this team so beneficial. So I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to... We're sending good vibes to the Pelicans for this play-in run. Uh, Hopefully it's more than one game. Hopefully we see them in the playoffs. And whatever happens, happens. But I'm really, really proud of this team. Thank you all for listening. This has been the season review episode of the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, all the way from Perth, Western Australia, you can follow us on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, at Ethos Pelicans. Stay safe, look after each other, go Pels, and bye for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.